Do I really feel the way I feel? Maybe. I don't know. Is it like, like the footsteps were like, there was two sets of footprints, but then there was only one set of footprints because he was carrying him? That's a poem. I know. That makes me think of, there are three wooden See, crosses so on funny, the right side of too, the highway. Um, when we were talking about the song we were talking about before that. Why I'm, there's not four. I actually really like that song. I, it just makes me cry every time. Oh, there I am. Whoop. Then it went, oh, oh. we're back. We're in business. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is episode 20. You threw off my groove. I know, I'm sorry. Of Dead Dead Time Time Stories. With a Z. It's episode 20. It is, you guys. Get all my fucking paperwork noise out of the way. We have things to talk about today. We have things to talk about. There's all sorts of things to talk about. Well, first and foremost, we want to give a big congratulations. Yeah, we do. <laughs> to Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor. He won our is giveaway. My king. <laughs> Taylor is my king. Um, he won our giveaway that we never announced on the podcast, but did on our Instagram. That's all the more reason for you to follow us there. But next time we're gonna like say so. We're gonna be like more prepared. But he won some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, we did a little mini giveaway, nothing super major, but if you do follow us, you will get some exclusive things like that slash interaction with us because we're active on our social media accounts. But um, yeah, on Saturday, did it finally go up? Yes, we put it up on Saturday um, for up to today at noon when the uh, results were tallied. They were, and Jared came out. And Jared he was won. only one point ahead of Vinay. I think Christina. Or Christina. Christina He's coming, is coming for, for that, that number, number one, one spot. spot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a thing. So Jared is now the winner uh, of our first giveaway, which was my king. Jared Taylor is my king. Jared Taylor is the sticker king. Jared Taylor now has a regular Dead Time Stories sticker, which. Anyone can get if they just leave us a review, send us a message. We'll happily send you one of our regular stickers. But Jared is now part of the exclusive sticker club. He is. I think he was before, though. Shh. Sorry. I know. Jared was featured in episode 10 um, when I sang La Llorona. Jared played the guitar. And here's a clip. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, really? (laughs) I couldn't help myself. It's our best of episode, you guys. Remember that time we did this? Let's talk about here. Remember that time we screamed about Eastern State Penitentiary? That's in our uh, promo. When it was uh, Cell Lock 12? Yeah, I remember. Take a listen. Don't. I'm not putting all of that in right now. (laughs) Anyways, congratulations, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast, you guys. This is episode 20. We do a lot of fun stuff. But yes, we will be doing a real giveaway soon within the next 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Just 10 weeks. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something by that time. This is going to happen by that's then. Fair. Just like keep it. listening. That's a fair amount. That's good. It's like Halloween. Right. Well, you know, we're, we did something right before our 20th episode. for Halloween. If, if Halloween is like around our... Oh, we should have even looked at the calendar. Oh, yeah. I really think we should go and do that candlelit ghost tour at Fort Mifflin and like record that as an episode. I would love that. So if you guys want to donate to help Eastern get State us to too. Fort Mifflin. <laughs> I don't want to go to Eastern State at this time of the year because it's the, only Old. the haunted house. No. Oh, it's only, you're right. Unless you go during the day. If you go at night, you it's just right. haunted you house. You don't want to do terror behind walls. I don't at all. No fiber of my being wants to do that. I'm like, it's not McCamey Manor. I wouldn't, like, I'm not that Well, kind of, nothing is Remember McCain when we talked about McCamey Manor? No. Take a listen. <laughs> the episode 20 and Stephanie is off the rails. <laughs> There's no stopping me now. God damn it. So, yeah. Sarah, have you watched season two of American Vandal yet? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? No. It's really good. You should watch no, it. I started an episode, um, but then I fell asleep because I was just really tired. Uh, and to be honest, I came home on Friday with every intention of cooking dinner and watching that entire season because I had nothing else to do on Friday. But then I forgot that Peter was in town this weekend. And he already had control of the TV. Gotcha. So I didn't get to watch any of it. Mm. But it's on my list. And I watched the first intro part. So I know. It's about Pip. I know what happened. The turd burglar. I know about the turd burglar. You know about the brownout. I do. I heard about the brownout. That was a dark, dark day. So it was Chicken Finger Monday. Um, also, um, like, that was also really hard to watch, to be honest. And I love poop jokes. But I was like, I wasn't expecting. And I, you know what, though? It's I like knew Brian what Wells. show. You exactly. were, you were was just like, I, like, wow, I feel like I should have known that I was going to see this. And I, I should have known that I wasn't just going to hear about kids pooping. But I was going to see kids I was gonna see pooping. Poop. So <laughs> my thoughts on watching it the first time around like uh it's absolutely brilliant i was like it's so it's so well done okay um and i won't give you anything about the ending but i will say that knowing the ending makes watching it a second time a little more difficult because it feel like knowing the ending changes the context of what of how you're watching it and it was like a different experience trying to watch it a second time huh <laughs> okay, but it's it's so well done. It's so smart, and I'm like I have to rewatch season one because now I'm being like I'm kind of like foggy on how season one ended. Don't tell me if you remember. No, I was like I I just remember season one ending and not not necessarily being like a changing it when you go back and rewatch it again, but definitely the ending being like a huh. It wasn't what I expected, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked um, it. So American Vandal, you guys should totally watch it. It's so good. It's really good. It's so it's so well done. Just, and if you're not familiar with it, it is a mockumentary, but it's done in the style of like a really serious true crime documentary. But in the first season, they're investigating a prank where someone spray painted dicks on all of the teachers' cars. Who drew the dicks? Who drew the dicks? But it is—it's so funny, and like it's—it's it's really funny that they act like they're ta- like they're taking it so seriously. Um, and then season two, there was an incident. There's a there's a repeat criminal because that's just one of the things. Um, but there's a criminal called the turd burglar who, uh, put a laxative in the school lemonade and made everybody poop themselves. 
Um, it's a different school that they're investigating. And it's just like, it's totally wild. But speaking of poop stuff, Sarah. Yeah, you guys, I'm really excited to announce that um, I have a very long-awaited pooperintendent update for everyone. I am so fucking excited. I told you guys Do you remember I'm... when Sarah talked about the pooper intended? God Take damn a listen. <laughs> you know what? I will put that one in there because that one's relevant. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even remember what episode that was, but if you guys were paying attention to any of our episodes, we... Or if you were on the internet when it happened. That too, but also we talk about poop at least once an episode. At least. I, it's a goal. I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say, I hope it's not that much. Sarah's I like, bring it up. Right. Sarah's like, I'm trying. I'm trying real I'm trying. hard. I'm trying. So there was a, uh, a superintendent recently in New Jersey who was found to have been frequently defecating on one of the, not a school within his district, a school in a different district, uh, pooping on their track. And for a while they couldn't figure out who was doing the pooping and then they got it on video apparently that it was this superintendent. Um, so that's our pooperintendent. The last time I talked to you guys, we found out that he was then suing the police department for a million dollars. So I have some more info as well. Uh, so yes, he's suing the police department and what he's citing explicitly is that they unlawfully took his photograph and distributed it to third parties with the intent to harm him. And he's suing them for $1 million due to loss of income, harm to his reputation and emotional distress and invasion of privacy. All right. Here's number one that I have about that. Okay. Emotional distress. How distressed do you think the cleaning people were having to pick up his human fecal matter? And, multiple, and they're and getting like paid minimum where, wage. Where it comes from, who did it? Like We was, don't know, but you was, know it's a person's. It was, it was like haunting them. He should be paying them for the emotional distress of cleaning up yeah. his turd. Right. Number two, harm to his reputation. All he had to do was get caught. His reputation is harmed. I was like, your reputation, right. The harm from your reputation is from you shitting on the fucking track. You can't you hold jerk. it. You can't walk over to the porta potties that are not far away. Really on the track. Uh, yes. Just get like out. by a bush. Yes. Fuck out. So he's asking one million from that. He, as of August, resigned from his position as superintendent. So up until Shocked. August, he still had the position. He had been on paid leave since his arrest in May. Um, on top of the paid this leave. This was last year, right? Or was that still this year? This is all this year. He just lost his job in August. Oh, no, girl. He just resigned, resigned. in August. He didn't even let him go. <laughs> he resigned. He resigned in August. He's been on paid leave since he since was arrested May. in May. On top Damn. of his paid leave, once he leaves, he will also be paid for more than a month of unused vacation time and early termination. Somewhere um, on top of the paid leave and something else, it ends up equaling about $109,000 that he's going to get when he leaves. And his last official day is September 30th. Oh, my gosh. Which is the end of this week. Yeah, I was like, that's coming up. So, um... That's very timely. Pooperintendent is out at the end of the month. He still maintains his innocence, and he pled not guilty at the first court appearance that was in June, and then he had a second appearance on August 13th, again, this a month ago, and it is described when you look at it online as being a heated exchange in the courtroom. Things got real fiery with, like... Th people yelling at each other 
over this dude shitting on a track yeah. and saying, I didn't do it. And they're like, we have video evidence. And the biggest issue is the fact that they're saying, his lawyer saying that the video evidence wasn't handled properly. And so they can't prove that it was him because there was all this stuff about it. Either way, they're calling some bullshit on it. He's still pleading innocent. The defense was required to file by September 10th. And then any objections are due on October 8th. So hopefully within the next month, I'll have another uh, poop Maybe for date. Maybe which is October 7th. I don't know if I'll hear another update by the 7th. It'll be after that. Yeah, but you said that between this time, something, something, and October 8th. Yeah, they have to have, so the defense has to file, or we're supposed to file, and then any objections to what they filed are due on the 8th, and then they'll have another court date. Gotcha. And then I'll have another poop date for you. Another uh, another up dookie. <laughs> another up. Mm-mm. I lost of, it. Of I lost it. There's this part. In I was like, is American that what your story's about? One where he says he doesn't like pooping on squishy <laughs> toilet seats because it feels like pooping into, from your butt into another butt. <laughs> And I've never sat on a squishy toilet seat since then. Oh, my God. I'm just, I think I have one time, and it was all I could think about. I was just like, now anytime I go to use a squishy toilet seat, that's all I'm going to think about. That's all I'm going to think about. Um, all right, Stephanie, so what's, what are you talking about this week? So I mentioned last week about... Um, my hometown, right, Wilmington, North Carolina, which they're still dealing with hurricane stuff, but they're on my mind a lot. Um, but there are a lot of haunted places in Wilmington, and I want to talk about some of them. And I you know I had briefly mentioned before the Bellamy Mansion. Remember? Take a listen. No, we're not. You can go back and listen to whatever episode that's in. I'm not doing it. I'm just kidding. And she does this because I edit the episodes, too. <laughs> What else is she going to throw in? Right, as if like an she's explosion so, here. So I'm going to make oh. her find all these clips and no. edit them into the show. I don't get paid enough for that. It's above my pay grade. So, which is zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you want to change that? Submit to our Patreon. Um, which doesn't don't exist have. yet. Pay but Palos. it will. What, you know, maybe you're listening in the future when we've had like 50 episodes and we do have a Patreon and you're like, oh, this is so cute. They didn't have a Patreon at this time and they're talking about it in the future. This is the secret. It's called the law of attraction. You talk about it, you think about it, you make it happen. So anyway, <laughs> the Bellamy Mansion. You all want to talk about some ghosts? The Bellamy Mansion is a mansion in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's on Market Street. It's towards downtown, towards old Wilmington, um, as some call it. A lot of Wilmington is old. It's fucking old. We're also called the Port City. And there's a coffee shop called Port City Java that has expanded from out of Wilmington that makes me really excited. I'm like, good for you, Port City Java. But anyway, so the Bellamy Mansion, when I was in high school, (laughs) uh, when I was a senior in high school, um, and I was in the honors drama class, we did a thing where we told ghost stories in the Bellamy Mansion. And... (laughs) Your face right now. She's like shaking her head at me. I don't know why. Did you do a Ouija board in there, too? No, we didn't do a Ouija board. But there were different – so, like, the way that you do the the post show that you do, right, where everybody's in a different room and you go from room to room and they're telling you different ghost stories, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in this room that basically – it could be used as a stage for, like, all children, right? Like, it was very short. Um, but it was, like, a giant – looked like a little stage where there are these little wings where maybe, like, children could put on, like, plays and stuff. 
I don't know if there was any validity at all to the story that we told, but the story that we told in there was that that was what it was used for. So I'm like, maybe that's why I think like, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I could see that that was what this was, that they had made this little theater for their children because their children like to put on little plays in the house. And that one of them, <laughs> like one of them fell at one point um, sure, and okay. died. And I don't know where they fell from, but I remember... That's the child falling upstairs. God, stop. <laughs> it sounded like it came from behind I me. Do. That, and um, I was like, that door's closed, right? Oh, my God. So I don't remember where she fell from or what. But there is, there like, there, somebody was, like, telling the story. And then me and somebody else were, like, in the wings, like, making child noises. So, like, ah, like, like creepy laughter. And, like, when she died, like, ah. <laughs> Awful. And then like a slam like down on the ground. Right, exactly. <laughs> but there's a picture. Um I wish I could find it. If I would if I could I'd find it and put it on the Instagram. But I don't have it. But there's a picture of me um dressed for the occasion. At the time, it was the only time in my life I've ever had my well no, that's the first time my mom actually allowed for it for me to dye my hair black so I had black hair and like a ribbon in my hair (laughs) like this I was very much in this like 50s like retro look at the time so I had like this sweater and like pearls and like this little skirt and there's a picture of me like laying on the stage like pretending to be dead I was in the Bellamy Mansion. So then a ghost came up and haunted no, you. No, I was because... like, I didn't get bothered by any ghosts. I don't remember really being scared or anything at all. But like, um, that's not the only time I've participated in, in a haunted house as well. Um, another time I was, <laughs> this isn't about ghosts of Wilmington. This is about me and my <laughs> participation in a haunted house. But when I was like 16, I, um, I where I'm from, people have farms, right? Uh, and they were doing like uh, my friend's family was doing a haunted house in one of their barns and they had set it up and there was like a strobe light. And there was a little kid who like, I don't think it was me who jumped out at them, but somebody jumped out of them and the kid like ran into a wall. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, it's not funny, but it's funny. Right. And started crying and we had to like turn off the strobe light and turn on all the regular lights. There's just a bunch of people like standing around in straw with like signs that say beware. And they're like, oh no, are you okay? Like, let's get you out of here, kid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is the only two times I've participated in a haunted house. So the Bellamy Mansion is one of uh, many supposedly haunted um, places in Wilmington. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is the Cotton Exchange, which someone told me they went somewhere in Wilmington. They were describing it to me, and I kept being like, that's the Cotton Exchange. And they were like, no, that's not what it was. But I swear to God, that's what it was. But the Cotton Exchange, right, they used to do... I was like, they used to do shit with cotton. Um, Did they exchange, exchange it? it? But yeah, it was a place where like they like processed cotton and then it like sold it. Like like, but other like multiple vendors would come in and sell their cotton or their other things, right? And then it got turned into just like by the time I was growing up, it was just a big building with like a bunch of different little stores in it. But imagine. Mm-hmm. The feeling, just by, not by what was being sold, but by the setup of the place, was like, 
the Cracker Barrel store, like the store part, which we've talked about before, the store yep. part of Cracker Barrel, how specific that is. It was kind of like the look was like that, like one big building that was like a bunch of like things that looked like the Cracker Barrel store. But there was like a candy store and a magic shop and like a place that sold rocks like that, like that kind of like shopping thing. But bringing that back up, <laughs> if you're looking for a variety of ghosts and ghouls, the best place to find them would be in a shopping complex. <laughs> the shops were built during the late 19th century. The Cotton Exchange boasts, boasts of its ghosts from an elderly gentleman named Fred to a young lady that frequents the candy shop. Oh, my God, that candy shop, though. Who wouldn't? She's a little girl. That's great. Yeah, she's like, um, I think I'll stay here forever. It's usually like people fell into the machinery, and that's who the ghosts are. Okay. <laughs> you know, children had jobs sure. back then, too. So, yeah. like, some of them were Most of them are children. So we assume that it's a child ghost, but honestly, it's just like a shred, but you know, sometimes shredded flesh. Demons come to you as ghosts. We've talked about this. Uh, the Bellamy Mansion, not only is the Bellamy Mansion a great historical site, it's a great place for ghosts. The mansion was built for the Bellamy family. Really? During the, well, it's not fucking Grumblethorpe. That, well, I was, was hoping places we it talk would. about, like, they don't have that name. Guess what? You know who owned the Bellamy Mansion? The fucking Bellamy's. That's who they built well, the Well, the Grumblethorpians owned. <sighs> the Grumblethorpe Derbs. Grumblethorpes. The Grumblethorpe Bergs. <laughs> <laughs> The mansion was built for the Bellamy family during the late 1800s by slaves. The property was also home to slaves and servants' quarters. The mansion has been restored to its original splendor, not by slaves. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't say, Does it say it doesn't that in the say article? That. It doesn't say that. But, I'm, but when it was restored, it was not by slaves. But by children. Because <laughs> they still had jobs. Um... <laughs> This must be pleasing to those that live there as their ghosts frequent the grounds. There's also, oh my gosh, the battleship, which I'm like, all the stories I have about these places have nothing to do with ghosts. Like my personal stories there. The battleship North Carolina, during its commission time at sea, the SS North Carolina had 10 casualties of war. Some of those have chosen to stay with their ship and can be seen peeking out the portholes or the passageways. Visitors have heard strange sounds and even harsh voices telling them to leave. Mm. So in third grade, we went on a field trip to the battleship. That's where that story ends. The other story. <laughs> Is there going to be a quiz on that story later? <laughs> quiz. What grade was Stephanie in when she went on a field trip to the battleship? You already oh, forgot. No. It was third. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was third grade. <laughs> but that wouldn't have been as funny. The other story is, uh, oddly enough, also about hurricanes, which is um, we didn't. I only remember evacuating for like one hurricane when I was a kid, but there were hurricanes every summer. Like you just anticipated like you were going to miss school and lose your power for a couple of days because the hurricane and Hurricane Bertha specifically. They were talking about flooding on the the battleship, which they worry about often but i remember them talking about it with bertha because my sister's boyfriend was staying with us for the hurricane and when we heard it on the radio he said bertha you sung my battleship and <laughs> that's my other story about the uss north carolina and what grade were you in when that happened oh my gosh i think fourth grade so that would have been like the next year either fourth grade or fifth grade the Latimer House, a Victorian-style home built in the 1800s. I don't know. It doesn't talk about whether or not it was slaves. 
The Latimer house has been a place of tragedy, which is why many suspect this is why the house is haunted. The Latimers had nine children, five of whom died before the age of five. While it's old age and architecture, why are you laughing? Those odds are awful. I that know. ratio is terrible. There's a thing on <laughs> Mr. Show where it's like an old timey, like dark ages educational film. And they're talking about how science advances things. And they go, now, thanks to science, mothers like this one will lose only half their children instead of most. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Rem- well, no, I don't remember when that was. A th- I wasn't alive back then. But that was a thing. Would people would Right. We're like, oh, my God, she had nine kids. And you're like, yeah, but five are going to die. So like you have That's to- crazy. Oh, my God. That was just how they lived back then. You got to pop out an extra one just for Oof. insurance. Uh while its old age and architecture make it extra creepy at night with strange sounds heard and claims of faces in the windows of the house or or, or children looking down from the upstairs rooms. Sure, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two haunted places are the Price House, which I actually have no idea where that is, also known as the Price Gauss House. The Price is right. Price Gauss House. Gauss House. This home has been haunted <laughs> even during its construction. The house was built on grounds that were once used for gallows and executions. Mm. Families that have lived there have heard ghostly footsteps, strange noises, and writing on windows and walls. And the other place is the Old North Inn, which I don't know where that is either. The history of the Old North Inn is sketchy at best. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Those are its words. At one time, it was one of the elite inns in downtown Wilmington. It now serves as a privately owned bed and breakfast. Guests that have stayed there have stra- have heard strange sounds and have had ghosts get up close and personal with them. Whoa, what does that mean? I don't know. Ghostic. Remember I when we talked so. about Ghostic? Let's play that clip. <laughs> That's also every episode, so I don't know what you want me to put in there. Here's a compilation. No. Some of our greatest hits. No. I'm here. Our greatest hits episode. No. Episode 20. Greatest you hits. You know what, That Stephanie, is the name of the episode, though. If you want to do a greatest hits episode, I will give you all of the raw audio. You can go through the and raw find audio. Yeah, all You dirty of it. bitch. All of it. Sarah likes it raw. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Good episode. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? Well, real fast, we have to talk about our friends down in yeah, Houston. H Town. Those drums got high on that. I don't know if they are. What up, Shaggy and Nick? Listen to them real fast. Welcome back to the Cusperin House podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm joined by my co host, Shaggy. We're going to tell people about how we talk about all things conspiracy. We talk about all things conspiranormally and paranormally speaking, correct? I don't know. And then we got to add that we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher Instagram, yeah. email. We're part of a paranormal team. It's on YouTube, paraholics.com. You know, absolutely nothing. No, nothing we at like all. Now, and I'll, like I'll say this. this. A lot of people say we do little to no research, but we literally do little to no... We don't do any research. We, we have no research board. assistance. We work full time. Hey, hey, Go hey, for it, hey, Slow down, slow down. The earth is flat. I mean, you can always read the person. Are you mumbling again? Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Email us. But we're not on Facebook. Fuck Facebook. We hate Facebook. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't. Fucking assholes. So yeah, other than that, thank you for listening. Bye.
check them out, right? But and now they are on Facebook. They're on Facebook now, though, you guys. They're they're on Facebook. We know, we know. Fuck Facebook. They're back out there on Facebook. So look them up on Facebook and then all those other platforms, too. <laughs> <laughs> I told Stephanie that they over the about, break. They're talking about Gary Heidnick this week after listening to us talk about it. I know. So, talking about welcome. what a fucked up dude he is, you guys. Awful, awful, awful. That you're definitely going to be able to hear on the recording. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to come out in post. I think a child just fell and died. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Just like the Bellamy Mansion, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? The role that Stephanie I was played. Like, there's no way. Uh, so, you know what I mean? There's no way something happened in each one of those rooms. Oh, Because there was mean, a person in every room with a ghost story about what happened in that room, who well, no. died in that room. No, of like, course there's not. There's no way. Running for help because <laughs> someone died. Someone died. <laughs> They're like, let's not bother them in the basement. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Sarah, what are you talking about this week? All right, so this week I have a pretty cool story because I kind of dropped the ball last week, you guys. But you know what? I was honestly expecting people to come fight me, and I didn't get any emails. So Christina told me she read the book Fuck of emails. Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> But and she, um, me about she didn't it. talk about anything about your story. She talked about uh, there's a whole thing about red solo cups. I don't. That has nothing to do with. No, it had nothing to do with, with Jim Williams. But Christina is awesome. She's yep. Nope. She is. I know. It's like yeah, yeah. No, you're. And I'm like thinking of how I'm going to start my story. I'm already moving ahead. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Look, we talk about Christina every episode. <laughs> Rude. I thought you were going to say insert here. <laughs> You should have made that joke, and you just did. See? Greatest hit. I'm thinking, oh my God. All right, so this week, you guys, I'm actually going to talk about one of the first recorded serial killers, quote unquote. Um, and this is a woman by the name of Locusta, probably pronouncing it wrong, Locusta of Gaul. Um, but she existed during the Pax Romana period in Rome. Uh, which is, she was around through like 40 something AD to 69 AD. Yes, she was. A long time ago. I know. So, the Pax Romana period, just to talk about that for like a hot second, was a long period of relative peace and stability experienced by the Roman Empire, lasting approximately 206 years uh, from about 27 BC to 180 AD. But it was in the midst of this golden era that one of the first recorded serial killers reigned. Her name was Locusta, and for approximately 15 years, she openly murdered and poisoned people throughout Rome. She was known as Locusta the Poisoner and was basically a hit woman making a living killing people. Though she is noted as one of the first recorded serial killers, um, it should be known that she was killing for money and not just because she loved killing people. She had a sick obsession sure. with killing people. But I'm still like, she was a bad bitch. She was like basically like a, um, well, here, we don't know much about her early days, but her name ends in of Gaul. So people assume that she was from that area at one point. But most people say she was a peasant woman from the dark side of the Alps and somehow made her way to Rome around the mid first century. Why did I write CE? AD, carrying with her a knowledge of herbs so deadly it was coveted by the ambitious and unscrupulous ambitious and unscrupulous i do know why you have ce though common era mm -hmm. i know but it's like why wouldn't i keep it i know 
But it's because I'm doing it all on the computer. I was like, because you probably, yeah, I was like, you gathered information like, from I different was, places. Yeah. yeah, typing and stuff. So anyways, she was basically a, uh, they kind of refer to her sometimes as a sorceress, but she would kind of approach like a, with a scientific method with her learnings of herbs and ways to kill people and how certain things worked. And she would work with certain herbs and test it on animals and figure out which ones First like. First sign of a serial killer testing your herbs on animals i know oh no but i mean it was all in the name of science she was right she was doing it for science she wasn't actually like torturing yeah animals, i was like she wasn't like, doing it for like fun a i was just because she's a but she killer. but she was doing it to find a better way to kill people so i mean what was she testing on them helpful things or things no, to hurt them things to kill there we go and, right. and, and how so she would test you know this thing yeah, takes that this is long a, that's a very serial killer this thing, thing takes yeah. this long um, but it's she, you know, totally was very scientific with it. Um, she wasn't stabbing him. She was poisoning him. She was. Same she thing. was working with it. So in AD 54, she was imprisoned on poisoning charges. But her luck changed when Empress Agrippina, again, probably pronouncing it wrong, Agrippina, whatever, decided to poison her husband and uncle, Emperor Claudius. Fuck you, Emperor Claudius. Claudius is the king in Hamlet. Mm-hmm. So Claudius was previously married to Messalina and had a son with that woman named Britannicus. But that marriage was disastrous and Claudius ran out and married his niece, Agrippina, yeah, who had her own grown son, Nero. So she <laughs> wanted she wanted Nero to inherit the throne, but Claudius was taking too long to die. And soon Britannicus would be of age to inherit once he did die. So this is where Lacusta comes in. And she employed Lacusta to create a poison, which was then put on mushrooms, which is Claudius's favorite food, and Gross. given to him to eat. When Claudius doubled over in pain, she was like, oh, no, was it something you ate? Here, let's help. She's like, oh, and, no, are you serious? Oh, no, are oh, you my serious? God. oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and so... She gave him a feather, which they would give people like a long tipped feather to stick down your throat to gag yourself so you'll throw up. That's it. They were really into like vomitoriums back then, too. They were into yeah. throwing up. Yeah. Well, wouldn't they? They would eat, 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 and then throw up oh, so man, that they could keep eating again. Bitching purge, man. Awful. They invented it. So he was supplied with a feather to help him vomit up what had made him ill, but. <laughs> I still think they used a feather. For some reason, I find that really funny. The tip of the feather had been treated with strychnine. Yeah. So she ensured the job was finished. Dirty bitch. Dirty. She dirty. You know. She's she's badass bitch. So some say that at that point, she was pardoned and released from prison and left to go on her way. And then she got imprisoned again because she kept poisoning and killing people. Another source that I read says that at that point... Agrippina was like, oh, my God, what happened? You did this and framed Lacusta to take the blame for all of it so that she wouldn't get in trouble right. and put the girl back in prison and sentence her to be executed. But whatever version you find, the next year she was in prison again in A.D. 55, and she was once again approached by a member of the royal family. But this time it was Emperor Nero who was coming to her. Um, Nero was becoming annoyed with his mother and her overbearing ways, which is not surprising 
because she killed her husband so you could be king. So, of course, she wants to tell you what to do. Um, and he was, like, not listening to her. So she started grooming Britannicus. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't have that. So he went to Lacusta to have Britannicus murdered because he was almost 14, which would make him a man in Roman society. And he would then be able to challenge Nero for the throne. So he had to go. So Nero called upon her to work her magic again and create a concoction to kill Britannicus. However, her first try was unsuccessful and she didn't give him enough and he was only sickened. And apparently Nero was furious and beat her with his own hand, like beat the shit out of her and threatened to execute her unless she upped her game. So at this point, food tasters would always check the wine that was given to the royals when they were out or any of the guests that they had eating with them. However, it was also really hot outside. And when they were in like polite society, like out at dinner with guests, etc., they would tend to dilute the wine with water. Mm -hmm. And on this day, Britannicus took his wine and complained of it being too hot. And while the wine was always tasted, the water that they used to dilute and cool the wine was not. And that shit was full of poison. Mm -hmm. And so he apparently immediately fell to the floor, foaming at the mouth and convulsing. And Nero made an offhand remark about him having a fit of epilepsy and for no one to help him. Because he did have epilepsy, but this, of course, wasn't an epileptic fit. This is poison. And everyone sat at the table and watched him convulse and die on the floor. And then he was hastily buried, uh, apparently, with only servants in attendance to his meager funeral. So after this, Lacusta was pardoned and freed once again. And Nero was so happy with her work that he awarded her a huge estate and named her the Imperial Poisoner. And he also sent pupils to study under her and learn her craft. Yep. So she was given her own goddamn poisoning school and was like, here, do your work. And you know what? Teach some other people to keep it going when you're done. Because yep. we like this so much. So for the next 14 years, Locusta the Poisoner performed risk-free assassinations and trained other women in the fine arts of murder. I love her. Unfortunately, though... All good things must come to an end. Because I know about Nero, so I'm like, I'm waiting to hear where the story goes. And such is the case for her. Uh, As you know, Emperor Nero pissed off a lot of people. Yep. (laughs) And in 69 AD, he was sentenced to death by the Roman Senate. But before they could execute him, Nero committed suicide. Uh, One thing to note, however, is that he usually traveled with a handmade poison kit from Lacusta, but he apparently didn't have it with him at the time, and so he stabbed himself. But with... Her safety net of Nero gone, Locusta was soon arrested by his successor, Emperor Galba. She was then sentenced to be dragged through the streets in chains and executed. There's one big thing that's fucked up. And there's one legend, and when you Google her, a lot of this will pop up, but one legend says that she was dragged through the streets and publicly raped to death by a wild animal, most likely a giraffe. First of all, they don't have giraffes there. But it was Rome, so they used to have the fights in the arenas, so they would bring in animals. So they said that they Uh took her to the arena and had her publicly raped by a wild animal. But thankfully, that's most likely just fiction. There's really no sources Uh to back that up. But if you Google it, people are like, oh, you mean the woman who was raped to death by a giraffe? Ew. And it's like, no, she poisoned and killed a lot of people, and that's not how she died. 
So the one source that we do have from her death to support is from Cassius Dio that states, In the case of Lacusta the sorceress and others of the scum that had come to surface in Nero's day, Galba ordered them to be led in chains throughout the whole city and then be executed. And that was the end of her. And we don't know how, approximately how many people she did poison and murder, but, you know, it could be anywhere from 12 to in the hundreds. Dang. She was a and badass bitch. And the people bitch. that she taught to poison people, poisoned yes. people too, I'm sure. Yes. Poisoned people, poison people. So it just goes to show, if you poison the right people, you get your own school. <laughs> or your own country, as evidenced by our political system right now. That's fair. So that's the story of Lacusta the Poisoner. And yeah, I like that. I have a, <laughs> I was like, well, a woman we could all look up to. Yeah, girl. I do. Lacusta. Nero was uh, the emperor when Rome, like, burned, when there was, like, a giant fire that wiped out a big, like, you know, most of Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, and legend has it that he was playing the fiddle. And in the Buffy musical <laughs> that I'm in, well, I always think of uh, my friend JD, because I remember he really liked that line. There's a line in my song where I say... Um, that I gave Nero his very first fiddle. <laughs> and that's the reference to that, because he's like playing the fiddle while, while Rome, Rome burns, burns. down. Mm-hmm. That was lovely. I mean, not, I mean, not the last part. That was awful, but... Well, that uh, didn't happen. I mean, sure. she was still executed, still, but I doubt she was raped to death by a giraffe. Mm, that's terrible. Yeah. But I like her, though. <laughs> <laughs> she seems pretty dope. So before we wrap up, you guys, we want to introduce a brand new segment, and we're going to call this new segment The Fetish Five. Yeah. Where Stephanie gets five minutes to explain a brand new fetish to me and you. But I mean, if you've already heard of it, you're going to hear about it. I'm trying to make sure I get the right like acronym for it. Oh, your five minutes already started. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had the right. I just wanted to make sure that I was talking about it. Um... <laughs> This also uh, gets brought up in season two of American Vandal, which is why it was on my mind. <laughs> this episode is called the. This is uh, th- this podcast is sponsored by American Vandal, now streaming on Netflix. Seriously though, guys, y'all are sleeping on it. If you guys have not heard of this show, like please look it up. It's so good. So the fetish that I was going to bring up today, again, I'm not trying to kink shame, just trying to educate people. So what I'm going to talk about today is ABDL, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that is. Adult baby diaper lover. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I'm just going to take a split second from that. Is to say you talked about Lunars last episode, mm-hmm. and now you're talking about this. Both of these fetishes have been talked about and featured on Bob's Burgers. That's and that's all I'm going to say. Is I'm just like, it's just like, because we had a listener email us and say, oh, Lunars makes you think of that episode of Bob's Burgers. And do I'm like, yeah, do you but know there's what? also I think a diaper of, one. I think of that when not either of those things. I think of Bob's Burgers when I drive Lyft really late at night, <laughs> I Which feel is- like when Bob was moonlighting as a as a taxi driver, that's how I feel when I drive Lyft really late on Fridays and Saturdays. I drove Lyft Saturday night until four o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, no! But anyway, ABDL, it's adult baby diaper lover, a fetish among some adults who role play as a baby wearing diapers. The degree of the fetish may extend anywhere from wearing diapers to wetting and being seen slash exposed in them. It's, it's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, it is very popular on Tumblr. <laughs> of course it fucking is. Everything is popular on Tumblr. Um, but also 
Uh, there is an amazing... So there's all sorts of sex toy stores here in Philadelphia, right? And I worked on... I worked at a piercing shop off of South Street. And South Street is where a lot of, like... A lot of the cool hip shit is here in Philly. Um, but it's also where there are a lot of sex stores. And a lot of them I would describe as being very similar to, like, the gag gift section of Spencer's. But there is one called Passionelle or, or Sexploratorium. I believe Sexploratorium is what they call the downstairs part where they sell all the fetish wear. And Passionelle is what they call the upstairs part where they sell toys and they teach classes and stuff. And I've been to a couple. It's a great place. So anyway... They have all sorts of fetish stuff, like, towards the back. Like, the further back you go, the kinkier the stuff. When you first come up, it's like, dildo, dildo, dildo. Um, but if you go <laughs> off to the side. See, that's the name of the sex store I usually go to. Dildo, dildo, <laughs> dildo, dildo, dildo. dildo. So if you go, like, if you go further back, there's, like, the kink section where there's all sorts of stuff. And they have, like, adult-sized diapers. And there is a website. Oh, I wish I could remember it because I'd give them free publicity. Why not? That sells... Um, grown-up onesies, like grown-up size onesies, and they sell them in, like, all sorts of sizes, like, up to, like, a 4XL from, like, a two, a double XS to, like, a 4XL because they're completely inclusive. <laughs> but a lot of people even say that it's not sexual, like, they just feel comfortable when they're in that space and somebody else will be like, I just like taking care of somebody in that place. But some people are like, I don't want to fuck you while you're dressed up as a baby. I know. And you're like, mm. but yeah, and some people are just into the look, and some people are into, like, using the diaper. Like, yeah. It's not for me. Not for me. It's not for me. But that is ABDL, as it's known in the kink community, and that is your fetish vibe for this week. I don't want to say it this way because we're talking about wearing diapers, but thank you, fine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Sarah told that joke? That was an episode oh, my five. God. Take a listen. <laughs> that's the one I'm going to put in because that's my favorite one. <laughs> <sighs> this is a good, a good 20th episode. Happy 20 episodes, Sarah. Happy 20 episodes, Stephanie. Oh, don't drop your phone. I didn't. I, I almost did. I caught it, though. But here's to, I was going to say 20 more, but like I want to do 20 times 20 more. That's a lot. That may be not that many. How long are you going to be doing this? 20 squared. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Peter. He doesn't doesn't listen. listen. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, listeners. Um, Remember to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and to subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. To find us on Instagram, we are Deadtime Stories with a Z, all one word. And our email address, of course, is Deadtime Stories with a Z at gmail.com. If you want a sticker, we're totally still giving those out because they're awesome and you deserve one. All you need to do is review us either on iTunes or on Facebook, take a screenshot, slip it into our DMs, or you mm-hmm. can email it to us at the email I already mentioned. And we will send you a sticker. Except for you, Jared. You're already getting to. And Jared, left us a review. Tell your friends to listen, Jared. For real. Enjoy it. And everyone else. Congratulations on playing Scrooge in A Christmas Carol this year. Is he doing that? Yes. Where is he doing that? <laughs> when? In December, I think. No, I said where? At school. Oh. <laughs> they... So they, if you guys want to go Christmas see Jared. Carol every single year. And one year he was Ghost of Christmas Past. And I, last year was Bob Cratchit. And this year he's fucking Scrooge. 
He's fucking. He's not Scrooge. fucking. He's playing oh Scrooge. Oh my god. Oof. He isn't. He isn't fucking him. Because I'm gonna call the police. Child on services. He's a child. <laughs> <laughs> and he listens to this. We're he sorry. Does. Congratulations. Jen. Happy twenty episodes. Ooh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. And this was Dead Time Stories. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. We still have to end it with the shtick. You're right. We got to do this. Yay. That goes in after the credits.